Hello and welcome to episode 58 of Special Parents Confidential. I'm John Pellegrini. We all know the importance that playtime and activities have for social development. We can talk about statistics and studies on the subject, but as parents, we just know that kids like to play with each other. But when a child has a disease or a disorder that compromises their immune systems, social activities usually wind up being left out. Well, now a new concept has come about here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I live, that's making a major difference. The Children's Healing Center is a special play and social activity center that's completely germ-free. It allows kids with cancers or blood diseases or any other disorders that cause immune deficiencies to still get out and have a chance to play and socialize with other kids who have similar problems. They offer fun programs and activities in technology, art and learning, fitness, and exploratory play in a 7,000-square-foot facility that's as germ-free as possible. Well, joining me on this episode of Special Parents Confidential is Amanda Wynn, who is the founder and executive chair of the Children's Healing Center. We started off by talking about her background and her very personal reason for starting the Children's Healing Center. I grew up here in Grand Rapids, and I studied architecture at the University of Michigan. And uh, when I was 21 years old, I moved back to West Michigan and got my first architecture job. And I was a typical post-college grad hanging out with friends and planning out my future um, and the architecture empire I was going to build. And then in the fall of 2009, uh, I was diagnosed with stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a blood cancer. Mm. And my life kind of came to a halt. I immediately began treatment at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital where my normal activities were replaced with doctor appointments, surgeries, chemo, and the intensive therapies left my immune system weak. They did let me uh, manage to continue to work, which was a godsend because that's how I had defined myself at the time. Uh, But I found myself unable to relate to my post-college friends and was isolated and a little lonely. And so during my time at the Children's Hospital, I met many other kids that were fighting for their lives who, uh, like myself, were unable to live their normal kid worry-free life. And that's where I dreamed up the idea of a place where the kids could go and just laugh and run and play and be normal kids. That's fantastic. It's uh, it's really inspiring there that you were able to take uh, this uh, idea out of all that uh, stress and everything else that was going on in your life at the time. I, I felt like I there was a a reason why I was going through treatment, and um, so I guess I was kind of open the entire time, and and even after as I was healing um, for what I was meant to do. Um, following my experience. That's great. That's great. Now, the Children's Healing Center is kind of a unique concept. How hard was it to first visualize it and then come up with the actual space? Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. The idea came to me in an instant. I was actually at work, um, and so I left. I was not daydreaming, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I was working on uh, designing a recreational center, hmm. and um, as soon as I thought about the kids and and families that I had seen at the hospital and, and creating this place. Could there be a place like this 
center. I was designing for them. Um, the concept just felt right, and it was as if the aspects of my past uh, made me uniquely called to bring it to reality. So I began to share the idea with the doctors and nurses and my trusted friends, and everybody that I had told about it was really encouraging, uh, while also offering input as to how to make it better. And so then I created a small board that included some parents that would use the center's services, and this team of people really helped me refine the concept and develop the program, and although there's nothing like it, uh, a model for us to to base things off of. We did do quite a bit of research of similar models and what we could pull from and what was most needed. Um, and that really informed what spaces and areas we needed in the building, which then helped me um, envision and design the actual space. I searched for quite a few years in West Michigan for the best space. And when we finally found the perfect building to renovate, it was just a lot of fun to combine my architectural background and knowledge with um, my newfound uh, passion for creating um, this germ-free environment. And I also had a great team of colleagues and friends that I had built up through projects and um, working in the industry for a few years, and they really helped a lot in creating the perfect space and helping make it safe and clean. That's great. That's great how you're able to pull all that together. It's almost like you were uh, destined to do this just with the uh, uh, career path that you'd chosen. That's that's kind of what um, had inspired me to continue. It took five years to launch, so that, insp- that, that exact idea inspired me throughout that to keep going. Wow, that's great. Now, how did the Grand Rapids community respond to the idea of a germ-free play spaces? And since opening three years ago, how's the center evolved? I think that Grand Rapids is truly an innovative and entrepreneurial community, and that's one of the reasons why the community leaders were excited to support this first-of-its-kind center and why it ended up opening up first here in West Michigan. I also think that West Michigan is at the forefront of the medical industry, and so our hospitals and physicians um, have been great advocates, as well as just the entire community in um, rallying around what it is we are doing. And since we've opened, we have continued to evolve both the programs that we offer as well as expanding our membership. Um, My background and story was oncology, but Um, In addition to kids and families with cancer diagnosis, we see kids with autoimmune conditions, blood disorders, congenital heart defects, kidney disease, neuromuscular disorders. There's a wide range. Um, So that's really been uh, a gift to see how what started as an idea for oncology families has really transpired into something so much greater. That's great. Now, how do you keep the space fully germ-free? That's got to be quite a process. Um, so some of it starts with the built environment. Uh, our, we have a 7,000-square-foot facility that's designed to provide as close to this germ-free environment as possible. Um, we use only vinyl and other easily cleaned materials. Uh, we have a HEPA air filtration system and hospital filtration Uh, water filtration systems, positively pressurized space, and uh, technology that helps us maintain this super clean environment. And then we also um, have a rigorous uh, 
cleaning policy in between our program activities as well. Um, and we use over 3,000 disinfectant wipes every year. So we do a lot of cleaning of the toys and, and spaces that, that our families come in to interact in. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine that's probably a lot of work. It is. And then we also, in addition to the space, we uh, screen all of our members before they, and as well as our volunteers and staff before we enter the building. So everybody gets their temperature taken and we do a quick visual assessment to check for any um, signs of illness. So watery eyes, runny nose. So with your allergies, you might not pass. Right. Right. Wow. So no sick days. <laughs> no, no working while sick. Yeah. Lots of sick days, I imagine. <laughs> yes, we do do a lot of remote working. That's oh, true. boy. Can you talk about some of the activities that the kids visiting the healing center will encounter? And, you know, are these play group activities or is it individualized for the particular child? It's a little bit of both. Uh, social interaction is at the core of all of the activities that we do at the center. So we really want to get kids talking to one another, siblings talking to one another, parents talking to one another, and even the whole family um, engaging and playing together. Mm -hmm. The centerpiece of our programming is four different zones of play um, that highlight this sort of participation in a really open environment. Um, we have some research-based programming that's designed to develop emotional, social, as well as physical well-being of our kids, so uh, treating the entire person. And it's through a lot of our interactive group classes and camps um, that we bring the kids uh, programming that they um, and regular kid experiences so they do not have to miss out on that. Um, some of these include an, an art and learning space that we use for educational projects, book club, uh, exploration, ideation, discovery, uh, all while being therapeutic. Uh, an active fitness zone that provides room for our kids and young adults to run, release energy, um, participate in yoga, fitness classes, uh, small group sports games. Uh, we have an exploratory play area that's a hub for exploration and play-based learning. So there's some fine motor skills, a reading nook, um, as well as a uh, uh, role play a space for role play. That's cool. And then last, we have a, a technology zone that's a little bit more geared towards our teens and young adults, um, but we do jam sessions and um, iPad art and theater and games and movie nights and just a whole variety of um, social programs. That's fantastic. That's really cool. And, of course, the kids uh, having their immune systems compromised, that, of course, requires probably some, uh, uh, shall we say, um, extra extra needs for the entire family. It's caring for a child with a compromised immune system and then all these families coming together. Um, how do you address those needs, and how do you uh, make sure that the kids are going to be safe? Yeah, we um, are for the entire family. We design the center with the parents and the siblings in mind, and so that all of the programs we offer are open for the qualifying child as well as the siblings. Um, we do only let the immediate family partake in our programming for in order to keep the kids safe. Mm -hmm. um, we also have worked with rec therapists and teachers and uh, medical staff to develop our programming to, and make it customizable based on the child's conditions so we can 
vary um, the activities that we're providing so that everybody can feel like they're uh, partaking in it. Um, for the parents, we actually have a parent, a special parent lounge where they can connect with one another that also includes a flexible work area and a coffee bar. Um, we found that our parents often have a hard time um, prioritizing themselves with everything that they're dealing with, so we kind of want to love and serve them when they're here um, and give them a place for respite while their kids are um, having fun in another space. That's great. Now, do the parents have to wear anything special like, let's say, a set of scrubs or anything like that, or uh, how does that go? We do ask our families to bring um, indoor shoes, or if not, we have cleaning wipes where we wipe off shoes because that tends to be one of the greatest carriers for germs. Mm -hmm. And we also ask that they leave all of their personal belongings in um, lockers in the front of our um, center. So after they're screened and they pass that, they come and at least remove as many things as possible that could be carrying contaminants. Um, one of our hardest challenges we have is when we have to take the kids' blankets or some of their you know, toys that they really want to bring in from outside. But once they get in, into our space, then they realize there's many of other fun things to play with. So we just we just try to reduce the amount of uh, personal belongings that they're bringing into the center space. Right, which could bring in outside germs and all that other stuff that Correct. they don't need. But no, no special scrubs. Right. Oh, okay. Now, how about the kids when they come into the center? Do uh, do you notice a change in um, in attitudes? Do you notice uh, any kind of a difference, perhaps, maybe, uh, you know, how they're doing as far as uh, their health is concerned? And if there's been any benefits to uh, being able to play um, in this kind of environment? Something that I find kind of exciting is we're just starting to get into really understanding what the benefits of the social and emotional uh, healing that we provide are for our member families. And we're um, launching a study on reduction of loneliness based on our social programs and the effects that decreasing isolation can have on the healing benefits of our member families. So I think that not only are we really excited to be providing these services to our families, but we are um, looking forward to, I mean, we, we strongly believe that this helps their health in ways that we want to measure so that we can continue to expand and serve more people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's very important. I mean, I hear that from a lot of parents and not just kids who uh, have compromised immune systems, but just kids in general uh, with special needs just want to play with other kids. And uh, when they can connect with kids who have similar situations, I think that uh, it's obvious that it works better because then they know how to play with each other a little better than uh, sometimes in other situations when they're uh, surrounded by kids who aren't anything like them and don't feel like they're able to participate. Yes, I think you're right on. Um, and what kind of training do you and the staff go through to get for this kind of facility? Is there any specialized licensing or nursing requirements? And how closely do you work with the members of the health teams? I think one of the things that's unique about our center staff is that almost all of them have a personal experience with a child that has an immune-compromising illness. Yeah. 
so um, when we opened, the, really creating the culture and the welcoming and the trust was important. And so many of our of our staff um, have been through this already and can connect and relate to our member families on that level, understand what they're going through, and really create that culture of care and trust. Um, our staff is also CPR certified, and we have expertise in elementary education, rec therapy, and child life. No specialized nursing um, requirements, but we do follow um, the HIPAA rules and guidelines as closely as possible just to protect all of the information from our member families. Okay. And then as far as how do we engage with the healthcare, we actually work really closely with um, our healthcare teams. That's where all of our referrals, so that's how most member families hear about us, are from a social worker, a nurse, someone at their treating facility. Um, and then we communicate with them about child's needs and how to best serve the families. Uh, we have multiple medical advisors on our board and committees as well as um, volunteers, uh, some retired nurses and, and people helping us make the space safe for our families. And these tend to be our biggest advocates in sharing our services with potential new families. That's great. So I, I, I'm imagining that you probably have a lot of uh, touring of the facilities by uh, local doctors and nurses from the various children's hospitals and other uh, medical groups to take a look and see what's going on. We do. We um, are not open to our we're not open to our member families on Fridays for that exact reason that we can bring the public through um, and by public. Um, mainly medical staff through to come and and check out the center for themselves so that they can see what it's all about. And then we do an extra deep clean Friday nights before any families would potentially come in. Right, I'll bet. <laughs> that probably has to take place. Um, now, does this um, is this entirely just the Grand Rapids area, or is this all of West Michigan that's included? We serve um, all of West Michigan. We um, see some families that... Uh, as far as Kalamazoo, Lansing area, um, up north to Traverse City is really our, our reach. Um, and then we do have some families from out of state that when they are being treated here in town, they'll um, come over quite frequently in between doctor appointments and staying at one of the local um, hospitality houses. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Now, I'm sure a lot of listeners with the podcast, want to know how much the cost of admission is to the Children's Healing Center. We have worked really hard understanding that our member families are under a lot of financial challenges and stress to um, provide our programming at no cost to our member families. That's great. We want to make our facility and programs available to everyone. That's one of our main goals. And so we actually launched a initiative called Partners in Play where we allow community donors to match with a sponsor member family. And so our member family in return will um, communicate via letters and a potential um, meet and greet depending on condition to the community sponsor about the benefits and what they um, get to do here at the center for their, for their donation. That is fantastic. That's a big, big help there. I know uh, a lot of people, like you say, you know, um, these kinds of illnesses can bring on all kinds of expenses. Hopefully insurance covers, but not everything gets covered. So uh, knowing that uh, they can get this uh, 
pretty much uh, cost-free is uh, got to be just amazing. Yes, I, um, even even the inability to uh, work because taking care of their kids becomes their full-time job, which just adds extra strain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful you do that. We have a large audience around North America as well as around the world for the podcast. Um, what if someone's listening to this interview and thinks that the Healing Center is something that they would like to try doing in their own community? Could they contact you and maybe talk about the possibility of you consulting them or perhaps even some kind of a franchise opportunity? Uh, yes. it's In the three years we've been open, it's been amazing to see how quickly the center has become really uh, integral part of the continuum of healthcare in Grand Rapids, and I would love to see that happen in other cities. Uh, the benefits that we hear from member families and the ones that are traveling from far away will tell us that they they went back to their hometown and really wished there was something here they could come to, uh, like the center weekly. Um, I think one of the challenges is that it requires pretty strong buy-in from the medical community and a dedicated uh, network of philanthropic donors, but we are working on developing a model that can be replicated and would gladly talk to anybody interested. Um, We're still kind of in the research phase, but yeah, if any healthcare professionals would want to speak more about some of the research we're doing on the benefits of the programming or or if parents are interested in it, they can contact me through probably our website's the easiest way. And that website is childrenshealingcenter.org. We have a link to their website posted on the webpage for this episode at specialparentsconfidential.com. My thanks to Amanda Wynn for taking time to talk to us about the Children's Healing Center. You know, a great way for you to get in touch with me and keep up with all the latest information on these podcasts is to like the Special Parents Confidential Facebook page. You can comment on any post or podcast episodes there and talk about issues with other listeners. We have a button on our website for our Facebook page as well as all of our other social media sites to make it easy for you to share our episodes with other people you know on social media. And that's it for this episode of Special Parents Confidential. I'm John Pellegrini. Thanks for listening.